0: Hello everybody, thank you for tuning in. Welcome to the NTT20 betting show. This is the sound of the start of some people's weekend. I don't want to assume that it's the sound of the start of yours, but for some, (laughs) including me, this is very much the gateway To the weekend, and boy, do we love a weekend. Uh, This podcast is sponsored by the Skybet EFL Rewards app. The first time they've sponsored a betting show, but they've been with us on the Monday pod for about two months now. Uh, And George, there's a very specific reason why we want to talk about the (laughs) Skybet EFL Rewards app. In particular, the predictor game On the app because things are pretty lively in the month of december and we want the listeners to know all about it
1: yeah it might be freezing outside ali but it's hotting up in the app i can tell you that (laughs) because december is very exciting. Some of you who listen to the betting show don't listen to the Monday show. We know that. What are you doing? But you will not know, therefore, that the Skybet EFL rewards app are giving away £1,000. Hello. For those who play the predictor and predict the most games correctly, home win, draw or away win it is that simple it's free to enter free to download there's loads of other stuff on the stuff on the app as well such as when you check in you enter the prize draw to maybe get a signed shirt or i follow passes there's loads on there so any efl fan should have it but for this specific reason they're sponsoring the betting show because they need everybody to know they're giving away a thousand pounds every single game week game week through december so download the app play the predictor game you can play it midweek you can play it ahead of this weekend's fixtures We're really excited to be working with them. It's a great, great product, a great prize for fans as well. Every
0: single game week in December, £1,000 up for grabs for whoever wins the predictor. That person will win £1,000 unless there is a tie at the top, which I dare say may happen, in which case there will be a prize draw, including all of those tied at the top. The cash rewards are courtesy of Skybet. this is for selected fixtures between the 1st of december and the 29th of december and this is for over 18s only there are further t's and c's which apply and you can find them on the app if it's not going to be one of us winning this thousand pounds this weekend <laughs> i would love it to be a listener of the betting show so please do download play probably takes i reckon depending on how good your wi-fi is 30 seconds to download the app 30 seconds to sign up and depending on how seriously you want to take your predictions between 30 seconds and 30 minutes to select uh, 12, <laughs> 12 results uh, in the league get involved with the Skybet efl rewards app predictor game this weekend this podcast is also for over 18s only we're talking about gambling gambling comes with risks we'd like you to know the risks that surround gambling if you head to be dot You can find out all the information that you need to know. We ask that no one listening to this bets more than they can afford to lose. It's been a a losing few weeks for us on this podcast as well. George, last week for the fourth week in a row. Putting a D in DNB. The drum in drum and bass and the draw yes. in draw no bet. Your two big hobbies. Um, no other winners for you and just the two for me, but there were a fair few losers too. Owen Doyle did score any time for Bolton against South End, so that was pleasing. And Brentford beat QPR with over 2.5 goals in the game as well, but there were plenty of losers in there as well. So looking to bounce back this weekend ahead of the EFL docket, and it is a throbbing docket. I'm afraid to say. George Alec, what have you found for your best bet? What is therefore your nap?
1: My nap is Forest Green away at Harrogate Town. Mate. I mean mate. Yeah, so's mine. Is no it, way. It's the lesser spotted double now. Oh my goodness, that is <laughs> I might have to cash out my bet. Uh, well, I mean it's 6 to 5 with Skybet. Um that is, I mean, it's it's actually amazing how rarely that happens, given all you and I do when we're not podding is to speak to each other about football. So we should have exactly the same opinions on everything. Um, but this is, yeah, a pretty strong one for me. And it's mainly, well, it's it's kind of about both. Harrogate's home form since they returned home from Doncaster has been fairly horrific. Um, you know, you look at their last four games in the league. They've drawn 0-0 at home. to Stevenage, they've drawn one all at home to Crawley, they lost 1-0 at home to Tranmere and a 5-2 defeat in midweek against lowly Scunthorpe United was, was a new low. Um, they are quite clearly struggling with either, because I don't think it's the quality, because we saw early this season that they, the players are clearly up for this level. It's either the um, physical demands that playing a league season, playing... Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday with about three cups as well is having on them. Or it is the psychological issues of suddenly, you know, riding the crest of the wave early on, things not going to plan and suddenly just a complete collapse of belief that they deserve to be here. Um, The goalkeeper, Belshaw, James Belshaw is having a really tricky time at the moment as well. And it just, they look kind of ripe for the picking, sadly. They look like it's the side who any team in the league will want to play against. And Forest Green, a fourth in the division at the moment, with 26 points. Their form hasn't been great either. Their their 1-0 win away at Southend was a pretty rare win, really. It was their only win in their last six in all comps, five in the league. But there have been good performances around that. You know, they played very well against Newport midweek as well. Newport, not a team that are very easy to keep at bay. Their away record is generally pretty good in the league as well. Losing to Cheltenham, but no harm in that in El Glossico. Um, They're just a side who... I'd almost say haven't have kind of played better than their results suggest, even though they're, they're sitting pretty, pretty in fourth place. Um, you know, we, we're going to have to see a, a big reaction from Harrogate to prevent Forrest Green from winning this, I think. Um, and I, I assume it's Harrogate's early season form that has Forrest Green hovering just above the, uh, you know, the even money mark. But based on the past three or four games alone, you know, if you started the season midway through november and this was the third of you know fourth or fifth game of the season then i think forest green would probably be odds on and that's what i'm looking at here i'm happy to to basically ignore the Harrogate's early form so i'm interested to know your reasons why hopefully you know they're pretty aligned
0: yeah there's there's not a ton of of, of extras really i will mention uh, again as i have a couple of times this season already but i think it's fair to give credit where credit's due um, that i subscribe to a patreon run by paul riley uh, it's called Different Game Analytics, and Paul de- digs very, very deep into League Two uh, in data terms, more so than than anyone else that I have come across. And it's been a a genuine delight to read his stuff. Uh, It's only £1 a month, and I get a lot of emails involving very, very in-depth League 2 analysis. And that is exactly what I want from a Patreon. Um, And all I'll add is something that the, the listeners to this show already know, which is that the data likes Forest Green a lot. Um, yeah. But some extra insight from Paul uh, is that, uh, well, they're underperforming their attacking numbers. So a quality side going forward, but probably not quite scoring as many as they should. Um, uh, that's obviously not great looking back, but actually quite encouraging going forward. Um, and also they concede the least amount of shots in open play in the entire league. Um, although he does note that when they do concede a shot, it tends to be quite a high quality chance, uh so no nothing else to add it's a it's a very rare and slightly worrying double nap no it's it's not worrying (laughs) do you know what george
1: i'm exude confidence mate i'm just
0: i think you've got to have a positive mental attitude in life and in punting you don't want to let it cloud your judgment in life (laughs) or in punting but (laughs) i am heading into the weekend positive because i thought forest green were going to beat harrogate that was my nap Uh, and you've agreed so good that is good my next best I'll just run you through is over two, over 2.5 goals in Huddersfield against QPR. Um this one is four to five with Skybet and it's a it's a mixture of statsy and Eye testy which is always the dream <laughs> isn't it? I mean Huddersfield have seen seven of their last nine, uh, eight of their last 11 if you want to stretch it back that long go over 2.5 and QPR have had six of their last eight. We know that this is a league in which it can be difficult, even with the greatest will in the world, to predict goals, uh, games going over 2.5. Because there are, well, there is a large swathe of teams, large groups of teams whose primary function is, or primary mindset is fairly defensive. And there's a lot of teams who really struggle to create chances consistently. Happily, this is not the case here. Huddersfield and QPR are two of the the few teams, you know, aside from the ones at the very top, these are two essentially lower mid-table sides at the moment and they are unusual in that their qualities lie going forward and their weaknesses very much at the back. So it's a good thing, I think, for this bet. I don't think either team has the defensive quality in general, certainly not the the defensive concentration levels needed or the inclination... (laughs) Either to to sit back and defend, I think both will go into this game with a mentality of thinking that they can hurt the other team going forward, um, with a, essentially an attacking mindset rather than what happens in a lot of championship games at the moment, where there seems to almost be an agreement before the game of which team will sit back and try and defend deep and draw nil nil or nick a one nil. This I'm hoping will be open. I'm hoping that both sides will have plenty of opportunities to get into each other's final third. Uh, and I'm hoping, thinking, guessing that their defences are are not strong enough essentially to withhold what are some pretty good attacking players uh, and some good attacking systems. So Huddersfield QPR over 2.5, 4 to 5 with Skybet is my next and what is yours?
1: Up to the the championship and I'm bringing the D back I'm afraid, the D back for the next two bets (laughs) Um, it's Stoke against Middlesbrough and I'm backing Middlesbrough draw no bet at even money this didn't go too well last weekend when I bat them to beat Huddersfield and they lost 3 2. But midweek they've seen off a, a very good Swansea side 2 1. And you know, hoping some people got on board with the, the the tip to bat them each way to win the league at 33. So they're now at 25 and I think they're still probably a good bet to do so. Twenty fives not... and falling. Yeah, I I still think it's a it's an unbelievably good bet. I mean the, the top of the championship is so tight. And there doesn't really feel like there are very there are very many good sides in there, um, and for some reason the disparity between the prices—it's almost as if it's a normal league table and they price it up with kind of normal gaps between them. And I, I just can't see why they should be so much bigger. Um, and they go to Stoke. You and I saw Stoke live in the flesh last night against Wickham Wanderers, and they won one nil. And they were they were okay, weren't they? Yeah. I mean they were they were fine. They were they were. They didn't create very much Mm. at all. Tyrese Campbell had a shot in the second half that was saved. But except for that, they created pretty little. They had a header kid off the line from a corner from Danny Batt as well in the first half. Uh, They were also pretty solid defensively. Wickham created precious little. They had one header off off the post from a corner early on and that was about it. It kind of feels to me like these are two quite similar sides in the way that they set up and the way they want to play. But Borough are just kind of a better version of it.
0: I was literally just thinking to myself, as you said, quite similar in the way that they set up and they want to play. I was just picturing the fact that in this game, neither of these teams really wants the football. And And when they do have the football part of their main concern is going to be giving it away and allowing counter-attacks. They're both going to be trying to desperately avoid that as well. So it might not be much of a spectacle.
1: No, 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 I, I don't think it necessarily will, but we're now seeing a, a Barra side who initially um, struggled to you know, complement their good defensive performances with good attacking ones. Mm. But although they lost the Huddersfield game, in their last three matches, they have scored seven goals now. And that some of those goals, especially the two... Yes, yesterday against Swansea. Swansea are a good defensive side. So I think we're seeing Warnock developing his side into one that can can, can convert clean sheets into three points. Uh, I'm still not sold on Stoke, to be honest. I still think we see too many poor performances. I still don't think they're up there with the teams that they are kind of seen to be up there alongside. Um, I think Barra are a better team here. Um, there was nothing last night to, and to kind of dissuade me from this. Um, so, yeah, Borough at even money, Joiner a bet, the sky bet is my next best.
0: Lovely, lovely stuff. I mean, nice for Middlesbrough to have their new free transfer signing score a double in midweek. What more could you ask for? Not much more. <laughs> um, my next bet is trying to sort of follow up on that Owen Doyle anytime winner from last weekend. It's another League Two anytime goalscorer and it's Giovanni Brown with an asterisk, and I will explain that shortly. Edinson-Giovanni, is am I'm, I'm hoping that Edinson-Giovanni will score for Colchester against Grimby. Uh, Grimby? Grimby! <laughs> Grim- <laughs> uh, I'm hoping that Colchester will... Uh, I'm hoping that Giovanni Brown... You've thrown me. I'm hoping that Giovanni Brown will score against Grimsby this weekend. He is 5-4 to four to score any time. Now, Colchester... I was tempted to put them in, but they just felt like a danger, a dangerous pick. Um, They're quite a short price to win the game around the even money mark. And in the end, even though I don't really fancy Grimsby at the moment, specifically defensively, I'm just not sure if I can trust Colchester at the moment to, to back them to win this game outright. But I think I can trust Grimsby's defense to leak some big chances because that's what they've been doing quite a lot recently. If you look at uh, the games they've had so far this season, one of the things that caught my eye, aside from just the, the volume of goals conceded, is who has been scoring them. Um, basically, the, the recognisable goal scorers in League 2 have all enjoyed playing Grimsby for the most part. Adebayo... Uh, Henderson, Andy Williams, Connor Wilkinson, Muldoon of Harrogate, James Vaughan, Max Watters last week. All of these guys have notched against uh, the Mariners this season. And this midweek, they lost 4-1 to a rampant Exeter side. And it was Bowman, it was Randall Williams, it was Matt Jay. Take your pick, really. Um, watching the goals back, there are a number of, of issues that they're having uh, defensively, organisational mostly um one thing that's clear is that they they seem to have a bit of a problem stopping the ball getting into dangerous wide areas and then stopping crosses and cutbacks and that's specifically where I think Colchester can hurt them here not only do Cole you have a fullback in Coen Bramall who I think in league two terms is about as good as you get uh in terms of of getting to the byline in terms of delivery he's already set up um a goal or two for Brown this season, and I would hope for more of the same, but they've also got talented wide men, as we know, like Callum Harriott, who's on really good form at the moment too. So five to four for Giovanni Brown to score any time is the pick. The asterisk, which I want everyone to bear in mind, is that he hasn't scored in his last three. That's not the asterisk, but it basically makes me think that there's a chance Luke Norris might be given a start soon, and it wouldn't necessarily mean Giovanni dropping to the bench either because he can be moved out off the right, he could play number 10. I just get the feeling based on substitutions that have been made in recent games and Giovanni's hot streak slightly slowing down that Norris might be sort of chomping at the bit um and that Steve Ball might give him a chance. So I'm gonna be taking a very close look at the team sheets. I will not be backing this yet. I'm going to wait until 2pm on Saturday. If Norris starts, I'll be backing him to score. He'll be slightly longer price, uh, slightly longer odds than Giovanni. And if Brown starts up top, then I'll be backing him. So essentially, whoever plays through the middle for Colu, that's my pick uh, this week. Uh, against Grimsby, uh, what about you? What's next?
1: Next for me is another draw no bet, of course. Uh, it's Blackpool, draw no bet at 11 to 10 away at Fleetwood. And also, caveated with a maybe just a couple of quid, on um blackpool each way to win league one at 40 to 1 with Skybet. um i just they're kind of the team in the whole efl that i basically want to get with at the moment mm-hmm. um i think it's it kind of reminds me of, of what we've seen at carlisle where a rookie manager this time it's neil critchley with them it was chris beach taking charge of what is pretty much a completely new team um things not necessarily clicking early on with the managers learning on the job and the players t- developing some kind of an understanding key personnel coming in after the season has started. In this case um, it is defensively. It's uh, Gretesson is, is probably the key man for Blackpool who basically didn't have any centre backs to start with, uh, to start the season with. And it, it kind of looks obvious now. Like I don't, I don't really see where the weakness is on paper. They are a really good side, like in terms of just, pure personnel I think the, the front four we've spoken about a lot of Sully Kaikai of, Kai Kai, of uh, CJ Hamilton of Jerry Yates and Gary Medine is as good as many up there with the best in the division Ethan Robson's starting to play very well in centre midfield Kenny Dougal another one who's come in and done really impressive things so it shouldn't really be a shock and the, the, the one part that is always a bit troubling is what's the manager like and I think that given the recent run of results the recent run of run of wins, which culminated in a 1-0 home win against Pompey that was deserved midweek with a goal from Keshi Anderson. There, there aren't any concerns now, I don't think. I think once you've been a manager at this level and you've kind of overseen a run of form that is the, the, of the like that Blackpool have done, then the concerns kind of go out the window. The only blip in their recent form was a away was a at Doncaster where they were 2-0 up and they ended up losing the game 3-2, but they bounced back from that with this win against Pompey. Um, I think they're being chronically undervalued in League One. Um, I have them right now as one of the one of the better teams in the division. So, and they're going up against against Fleetwood, who are also of that. You know, this is by no means me saying I think Fleetwood are overrated. I think they're a really good side. But this is a Fleetwood team who, kind of, in keeping with last season, they they're not consistent. There's no. Seeming rhyme or reason to many of their performances. Um, You know, we watched them against Sunderland last Friday evening um, and they were on the back foot for the majority of the first half. It was a classic Sunderland-Phil Parkinson performance where they took the lead and then managed to somehow squander it pretty quickly afterwards. Um, Again, in midweek, they lost to Northampton and and kind of struggled to really break down Northampton's low block. They are capable of brilliant results. You know, they beat Plymouth 5-1, Last time we, we saw them, I know the time before they, they they played Sunderland at home, but it's more a case of just getting with Blackpool, and um and putting in Jono back with respect to Fleetwood, but but Blackpool are a side that I am excited about going forward.
0: Okay, the bonus picks now. Um, my first one is the customary centre back first goalscorer pick, uh, and it's Luke Prosser of Stevenage playing against Southend. Uh, you can get 33 to one on him to score first and for all the usual reasons really i still think that teams uh well i still think that south end are, are, are the sort of side that are struggling uh, in many many ways defensively one of which is to uh defend set pieces and i think that cuthbert and prosser for stevenage um are going to be licking their lips here so prosser 33 to one to score first for Stevenage against Southend, and then in the second episode of searching for 1-1 draws in the championship. (laughs) um, Last week, there were two out of 12, but I picked the wrong ones. Uh, In midweek, there were two out of 12. Uh, but I wasn't on anything there. Looking down the slate of Championship Jet games, George, you can literally make a, a case for about 75% of them to finish 1-1, which is a, a bit of an issue. But I think Rotherham Coventry is the one this weekend. But you're going to pick the one. And uh, it's 11-2 to 2 with Skybet. Uh, this is my 1-1. Roth versus Cov. Uh, it's an interesting game, anyway. Obviously, with their recent history of, of coming up from League One together, and I think it's the it's kind of the perfect match here for the one-one. Just enough intent and belief that they're better than each other. Uh, that means that both sides will start with relatively positive mentality and mindset. I think also because you know they are essentially fighting both to avoid relegation, and and this is this is the sort of game that will be circled on the on the calendar uh, on the wall of the office. So that, I think they'll both be up for it so to speak rather than one of them maybe sitting back and just uh, playing for a playing for a nil nil but the beauty is as we've said the classic championship match arc is a uh, tight game team has good spell other team has good spell one team takes lead and then <laughs> really sits deep and then other team all of a sudden has loads of good spells and sometimes scores and sometimes doesn't i think this game especially with the fear factor the fact that it's a, a bit of a relegation six-pointer in some ways, neither team want to lose, neither are going to commit too much uh, once they go ahead. And equally, when a team does go ahead, I think they will likely try and defend for their lives uh, and therefore the other team will be able to come onto them. So Roth versus Kov is my 1-1 pick this week in the Championship, 11-2. to uh, What have you got for me here?
1: Yeah, it's a team that I mentioned uh, earlier on, and it's Carlisle. uh, And I'm backing Carlisle to win against Bradford away. But I'm also backing them minus one at nine to two with Skybet. Mm -hmm. Carlisle's away form has been pretty poor this season. It's it's probably, I mean, in fact, it, it is the reason why they aren't higher and probably top of the table. They've lost four league away games so far. They've only won two. Those two came away at Port Vale and away at Crawley. But it was the manner of the Crawley win that really grabbed my attention because they went to a, a Crawley side who are very, very good at home and, and everything just clicked for Carlisle that day. And they completely, you know, they, it could have been more than that three. They, they ran right. And they're coming up against the Bradford side, who I'm still just pretty negative about. And I don't know, there's something about Bradford where I feel like it's getting to a bit of a tipping point now. They're 22nd in the division with 13 points. So just one point outside the relegation places they've lost their last four games in all competitions at home they've only won one of their last uh, six on top of that as well
0: they made a very very bold call admirable in in many ways a very bold call to publicly back Stuart McCall to the tune of a new contract despite such Mm. poor form and the team responded by losing their next game
1: yeah so this is a case of I think Carlisle are the better side and, and will win and have the attacking blueprint with that with that um game against Crawley to run riots. And I think this is a Bradford side who quite soon could throw in one of those performances where when they go behind early it gets very, very ugly. Um so that is the thinking behind this one. Um Carlisle to to repeat the trick and uh, from the other day and score put a few passes and cover the minus one handicap at Valley Parade.
0: I'm making notes here because it's just struck me that Uh, On the Skybet EFL Rewards Predictor, uh, I am predicting League Two fixtures for my chance to win a £1,000 if I am the <laughs> the number one predictor. And so yeah. I just want to make sure that I'm taking notes here. I know that you are doing it for League One. Obviously, yes. there's the opportunity to predict the championship scores. If that's where you are strongest, this is a good chance to put yourself in with a chance to win a £1,000. If you think you are half decent at predicting the outcomes of games, then it's so straightforward. You download the app, You go onto the predictor part of the app. You enter your win or draw or away win predictions ahead of each round of fixtures in December. And the winner will win £1,000 with a prize draw in case of any ties at the top. This is going to be going through December. Please, guys, please, can we have an NTT20 listener, win this. I'm sure some of you are playing already but for those who head to the app now, download it and take on the predictor this weekend, please let us know if anyone wins. It would make me so happy if we have an NTT20 winner. Uh, I beat George this week so I've got the NTT20 bragging rights heading into the weekend hoping to make that 2-0 after I was arguably the slightly better fan slide player as well during that sponsorship. So it's exciting times. (laughs) It's exciting times for me. Um, George, just before we go, I'd love it if you could recap your bets for those who'd like to make a note.
1: Yes. So my bets were uh, the nap is Forest Green away at Harrogate like you. Draw no bet. Middlesbrough um, next best. Blackpool draw no bet at Fleetwood at 11 to 10. uh, Middlesbrough even money it was. uh, And Carlisle minus one at nine to two the bonus.
0: I can't see the forest for the green. We've both backed Forest Green as our nap. Unbelievable <laughs> scenes. Uh, I've got Huddersfield and QPR over 2.5 goals as well. Uh, I'm backing Giovanni Brown anytime, unless Luke Norris starts for Colchester, in which case I will be backing Luke Norris to score anytime for Colchester against Grimsby. I'm also backing Luke Prosser of Stevenage to score first against South End, uh, and hoping that Roth versus Kov is a one all draw. Uh, those are my selections this week guys thank you so much for listening please please do download the sky bet efl rewards app play the predictor let's take over let's try and get some ntt 20 winners it would be amazing 1000 pounds up for grabs for the person who gets the highest score in each game week in december a prize draw of course for any who are tied at the top thanks for listening join us again on monday we'll be looking back at this busiest of weekends in the efl go well